Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Today's special episode sponsored by our friends at HireVue. We are going to talk a little bit about neurodiversity in the workplace and the role of technology to help organizations uh, be more inclusive and create more opportunity for people as well. But before we get to that, Trish, I have a question for you. Who, All right, I am ready. We're just, as we record this, we're just coming off the HR Tech Conference out in Las Vegas. We where you meet a lot of interesting people, right? And have good conversations with many people. So here's my question, Trish. Who is the most interesting person you've ever met and talked with? Oh my goodness. Okay. Most interesting. That's a tough one. Okay. If they were um, easy, anybody just, could do it. Come on. I have to, I have to just go with like always the first thing that popped in my mind and it was Colin Powell. So nice. okay. I That's was impressive. very young. I was in my twenties and there was a library. I worked in a, a part of St. Louis called Clayton. It was kind of a, you know, businessy high rise kind of area. And there was a library limited and his new book was coming out. And so I waited in line for like hours to go get his book. And I thought I was just going to like get the book and like pass on by kind of like, you know, wave at him. No, he was taking time with every single person. And so I did get to nice. talk to him. I mean, it was maybe a minute. But what, what I remember the most isn't even so much what he said. It was, he is the largest man I think I've really? ever seen in my life. Like he shook my hand and I mean, his hands were like, you know, baseball gloves. Like he is just, but he makes you feel so safe. So I just remember feeling like incredibly safe that he was, you know, helping to lead our military back then. And All right, fair. Yeah, he was, All right, that's cool. he was phenomenally interesting. Yeah. How about you? Who've, who've well, you met that you? Yeah. Uh... So I kind of couch this as we just came out of HR tech. I, I think for me, the, if you want to go that route, probably some of the most interesting people I've ever met have been some of the keynote speakers we've brought in over the years at HR tech. So we just had oh, Abby sure. Wambach out at HR tech mm-hmm. and I probably spent, I don't know, a half hour with her just hanging out and chatting. And she was incredibly interesting. I even asked her about penalty kick strategy. And she told me something really? I'd never heard before that if the, if the soccer game is tied and you get to the end of the game and it's going to penalty kick. So each team gets five players. They nominate to be the, the kickers. Right. And then right. it can go on after that, but you have to start with five. At least she said the most important person, you put your very best penalty taker at position number three. That's what she told me. I never knew that. Really? Yeah. So uh-huh. she always went three, you put your second best at one and like someone else at five, but you take your very best kicker of penalty kicks and you make them number three. So she always kicked number three. So she was super interesting. And then the other one I'd say is a few years ago, we had Mike Rowe of dirty jobs fame right. at HR tech. And I actually spent probably three hours with that guy because we had dinner and drinks like the night before HR tech. Cause he just wanted to mm-hmm. hang out with us. And uh, he was really, really cool and really, really interesting. So I say it's a tie for me between those two. How about that? Those are both good. No. Yeah. And I remember when Mike Rowe came, he was very impressive. So Pretty cool. Um, good stuff. Well, when when our guest comes on, we will have to ask her who her top person she's is. She's had some time to think about it. Let's welcome she her. Has, now she's, she's going to panic. <laughs> let, let me introduce her. We are very excited to welcome our special guest, Amanda Hahn. She's the VP of Product Marketing at HireVue and someone we've known for a long time in the space. And I think her first time on the show, maybe. Her lifelong passion for recruiting has led her from boutique recruiting agencies to corporate recruiting leadership roles at firms like Aramark and Razorfish 
to marketing roles at Taleo, shout out Taleo, and All now right. HireVue. As the VP of product marketing at HireVue, Amanda drives go-to-market strategy for HireVue's award-winning transformative solutions. Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, guys. I'm doing well today. It's so good to be with you both today. It is great you to too. see you. So Amanda, you want to weigh in? Interesting person? Any, any kind of encounter with interesting types in your life? Uh-huh. Interesting types. I mean, I have to go with you, Steve, you know, doing the having worked in tech and putting on our own conferences, like we've had a good, interesting group of people as keynote speakers. You know, one of our first years at Hireview at our conference, we actually had Vince Gillen. Um, oh, nice. Gillian, the creator of Breaking Bad. Yes. I think and I was got, there. I think I was, I, I think I was there that day. Were you there that yeah. year? So he's really, really interesting, really humble guy, but super creative. And there were a handful of us that got to spend some time with him after the show. Really, really cool guy. Very, very cool. So, all right. That's great. So Amanda, great to see you. First of all, I want to just, before we dive into kind of uh, inclusion and kind of creating opportunities for folks and what you guys are doing. Everybody knows HireVue is kind of the creator of a new category in HR technology, which is like digital video interviewing, right? The, the thing didn't really exist before there was HireVue. And so while you're kind of synonymous with that, but there's also a lot more there. And so maybe if you want to give us, I don't know, a minute or so, 90 seconds, just maybe get, give kind of a little quick HireVue update, what you guys are up to besides what we've known you for, for, I don't know, 15 years now. I can't remember how long it's been. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Happy to. So we, I mean, certainly they're, you know, sort of creators of the space of video interviewing, which suddenly became, you know, there was a nice steady growth in the market. As long as I've been at HireVue around video interviewing and incorporating it into hiring, the pandemic created this instant, you know, essential overnight, I would say for sure. So now virtual hiring is just the way that everybody does hiring, right? And it gets incorporated. But years before that, we started to sort of build on top of it, obviously. So uh, launched our assessments product and got into the assessment space uh, a number of years after that, then added games to the portfolio. So now really doing the combination of video and games together. Um, Of course, we, you know, do technical hiring as well through our solution code view. So really can do the gamut of all kinds of positions that companies are hiring for, especially those, you know, super critical technical hires that they're making today. And then with the acquisition of Alio, actually just last year added, you know, sort of chat and texting capability, really that conversational AI layer on top of what we were already doing. So a lot of it's really focused on that hiring experience end to end. It's about making sure that we can provide a level of productivity to recruiting teams automations for hiring managers, you know, and pulling it all together. We have uh, integrations with, you know, some of the top ATS systems out there to make sure that all this automation is working for a company. And that's all wrapped around this idea of making the process more equitable, more fair. Um, You know, really since the beginning, our, our vision has been to give candidates a voice and to democratize hiring. And so bringing all of those things together to make the process more fair through all of these tools that we've added over the years. It's just, um, you know, a way for us to continually improve the hiring process and make that process more equitable. You know what? Thank you for sharing that because it's interesting coming back from HR tech and then getting right into this conversation. Um, one of the things I heard mentioned a couple times about different vendors who will remain nameless is just in general, um, a lot of 
providers sort of designed for HR or they designed for the HR team? And so it was interesting. I was making notes when you were talking about this and you talked about hiring experience. A lot of times we even are thinking about the hiring experience for the recruiters, which I'm sure you do. That's a component of it, of course. But what really intrigued me and and why we wanted to do this particular podcast episode was because of the level of emphasis you put on making the candidates comfortable and making them feel like they have the ability to be included. And that is so unique and different. We just don't see that from everyone. So I just wanted to say that right up front. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for coming on to talk about uh, neurodiversity and everything we're going to cover today. So good stuff. Fantastic. It really has been core to who we were since the beginning at HireVue. You know, we have always been about making sure that the candidate can demonstrate their talents and tell their stories. And we always knew that they were more than just bullets on a resume. So how do we really give the hiring teams and the recruiters for sure? Hey, I was a recruiter, so I would never forget my people. Um, but making sure that, you know, that the candidate can really demonstrate who they are to that audience. Yeah, Amanda, exactly. let's talk a little bit more about one specific element, which really is important to us. We've done we've done uh, one of my favorite ever HR Happy Hour shows on this topic, like last year, which is trying to make uh, access to opportunity uh, more available to folks who may be somewhere on the autism uh, spectrum or neurodiverse candidates. I'd, I'd love for you to maybe kind of set that up a little bit about maybe about why, why that's important at HireVue. Maybe then we'll get into some of the things that HireVue is doing to try to create the access to opportunities for your client organizations, right? To make access to these opportunities more readily available to folks, uh, to more neuro, to the neurodiverse community. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly a subject that it's really near and dear to my heart. We do a lot of work on it, a higher view. It's something we've been working on for years now because, yeah, obviously throw out the statistics that you might know here. The population of autistic uh, people is certainly growing. I mean, and I think that it's an area where when I hear things and statistics like, you know, I've been in the hiring space my whole career, and when I hear things like the job interviewing process specifically is such a barrier for autistic candidates, it just immediately makes you want to do something about that. Like, come on, guys, I know we can do this better. So, you know, again, we've been focused on making the hiring process more fair at HireVue. This is really an area where we have to do better, where we really can make a difference to make the process more fair. And through, you know, little wins, I think, with our partners, um, Integrate Autism Advisors, we've actually been able to see, like, results in real results, hard, concrete results in changes that we've made and different tweaks to the hiring process along the way. So, you know, we, we want to make sure that the, that the interview process can actually be a way for autistic candidates to show their abilities, just like typical candidates, just like all other candidates can through our platform. And we want to make sure that, and we've certainly heard this and you can see this in some of the research that's been done. I know you had Vanderbilt on before. Stony Brook University has done this kind of research before to actually say that a virtual interviewing experience, especially early on in the process for an autistic candidate 
can really be a benefit for that candidate. And so, you know, if candidates have things like sensory processing issues where things like new experiences or new areas or lights or sounds can really affect them and can affect the way that they interview for a job, well, it's much more comfortable for them to do at least that first round really nerve wracking part of the process, maybe in the comfort of their own home. And so that can take a huge barrier away from the interviewing process for autistic candidates. But until companies understand the connections between what those candidates need and how they can provide for those needs, um, there's still a lot of work that we can do. So those are the kinds of things that we're trying to do, you know, just bringing more uh, emphasis to those areas. We worked with our partners at Integrate very, very early on. Our first objective was, hey, let's just educate the market a little bit better. So we did these two documents. One was for the company to say, here are some tips for you that we share with our customers and with the market um, that you can do things that you can do in your higher view experience and your general interviewing experience to make your process more autism friendly. And then we did a document for candidates too, because we thought it was really important again to speak to the candidates and say, here are some things that it's really good for you to know going into the process. Things like, should you disclose or should you not disclose? asking for additional time, asking for additional support that a lot of companies are willing to support these days. It's just candidates don't necessarily ask for them. You know what? Thank you for sharing that. And specifically that last little bit you just shared, because that was going to be my question. We've had people on before who've sort of wavered on kind of the pros and cons of whether or not a candidate should disclose and maybe how they know. And is it okay for a company to ask So could you maybe talk a little bit more about that specifically, like in terms of you're obviously giving advice to to clients, customers, potential customers, what are you kind of steering them to in terms of disclosure? Yeah, it's a great question, Tristan. Honestly, it's a really, this is one that we work really closely with Integrate with because Integrate, to take a step back for a second, there are um, autism advisors and they work with organizations both on sort of the advisement and the job placement site. So they take job ready youth, um, college graduates, and they work with them to gain sort of job skills and interviewing skills, and then help place them with organizations, either in internship type positions or in full-time roles. And then they work with those companies to help them um, be able to integrate that person into their organization to understand um, the needs of, say, a neurotypical and what kinds of things they need from a manager and how to better manage that person. We actually went through this process ourselves where we hired somebody from the um, Integrate team and she's done fantastic and she's been promoted since she started with the company. And I have to say that the piece of feedback that we got from our managers um, as part of that training process um, that was so um, sort of enlightening to all of us is that it, you know, the whole training that they went through with Integrate, it just made them better managers. It made them clearer communicators and it gave them better managerial skills sort of in general. And so, um, but we've talked to Integrate a lot about this, about this topic of disclosure and it's a very personal one. So what I would say is that there really isn't an edict either way from us or from any of our customers on whether a candidate should disclose. It's a very personal decision. Um, however, if a candidate does choose to disclose, then they understand that there are, you know, potentially a host of resources that might be available to them, and that might be a benefit to them to disclose. 
Um, it, it's a really, really tough decisions, I have to say. So I'm actually a parent of an autistic child. And even thinking about my son's only six today, but thinking about when he gets to be job ready and enters the work world, like would I want him to disclose that he has a disability and understanding the resources that that opens to him? Or do I want people to hire him because he's a good candidate, not necessarily because he's a good autistic candidate? It's tough. And that's why it really is personal. But we're trying to help companies understand and candidates understand sort of the advantages and disadvantages of both and, and be able to make an informed decision either way. I was just going to say, there's such an evolution too of by the time that he is job ready, mm-hmm. I think things will be so far advanced, right? Hopefully I'm everyone open. will feel more comfortable, <laughs> right? But in yes. the meantime too, and Steve, I'm sorry, I just wanted one point um, to bring up. I think that when you talked about, you know, whether or not someone's disclosing is very personal and that the level of uh, the number of people with autism is sort of on the rise as, as people find out, they might not even know. So I think one of the great things about what you all are doing is when you build that into your technology to make anyone who has any sort of neurodiversity more comfortable in the interview, more comfortable as an employee, you're also catching those people who might not even know they're on the spectrum because it is a spectrum, right? There's different levels of, of ability to communicate in certain ways. And so there are probably, I would imagine in every organization, people who are on the spectrum, but don't even know it. So I think that's also another reason why they might not even know to disclose. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And just, I just, oh, I'm sorry. sorry Amanda. Just two things real quick that, that yeah. when, and when you were discussing the, the ideas around disclosure and how people feel a little bit differently about it, unless I'm misremembering Trish uh, a couple of months ago, well, I'm not misremembering this because sh- we did the show. Trish and I did a show with a couple of athletes from the special Olympics, special Olympians. Right. And both on the, you know, the spectrum, both neurodiverse, you know, different challenges. And uh, unless I'm not remembering right, Trish, I feel like one of the athletes was like, yeah, it kind of was more, yes, I'll disclose. And the other one wasn't mm-hmm. right. I believe, Absolutely. uh, yeah, I, I I don't want to say their names because I don't, I'm not sure I get them right. But like the, the, the male athlete was like, yeah, I, I just want to be like everybody else. I don't want really to draw attention to my challenges. I just want you to treat me just like you treat everybody else. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the other athlete was a little bit more like, Hey, I want you to understand some of the things that I'm dealing with, but you know, also understand that I could be a great asset to your organization, a great teammate and a great leader, et cetera. So it, it just in that one conversation, it was completely, we saw both sides of it from two people who are living this, right? They, these folks were both probably in their early to mid twenties, probably Amanda, these athletes. So they're, they're out there in that world right now. So yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely super interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things, Amanda, we definitely want to talk about some more is what are some of the ways a little bit more specifically that through the partnership HireView has with Integrate Autism Employment Advisors, as well as just your own organization's uh, development of more sophisticated tools for more equitable and fair and kind of repeatable hiring, what are some of the ways that the technologies that you guys are building can actually serve to benefit both organizations and opening up their candidate pool and, and creating a more accessible and more fair universe, as well as, you know, provide a good resource for candidates as well, that they can have a good experience and really have their best opportunity to c- kind of to shine in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I love, I could talk about this all day um, in the ways that we've, you know, really worked and dug in on this subject. I mean, I think, you know, very specifically, again, for candidates with autism, one of the things I already mentioned is just that the idea of 
virtual hiring or virtual interviewing in general is really beneficial to a lot of candidates who are either on the autism spectrum or just the neurodiverse population in general. Um, and we, again, didn't even know that going in, but that was such um, an, a, an important learning for us to sort of start on this journey to say, wait a minute, there's this you know, population of people that could really benefit in addition to being able to showcase their skills, but showcase their skills in a more comfortable environment for them that's going to allow them to be their very best selves in an interview. If they can do it in a virtual environment, we've got to figure out a way, like what else can we do and how else can we build on this? So like I said early on, we did, you know, just sort of the tips to make sure that there was an education environment out there that candidates sort of had some information and employers had some information. And then we started to um, really dig in on both sides um, with integrate as well into our product and said, okay, now what can we do inside of our platform to start improving things? One of the new products that we had on the, um, that on the radar was our Hire View Builder product, which just got launched earlier this year. And um, we knew we were gonna be providing interview content to customers as a part of that product. And we thought this is a great opportunity, not only to look at the interviewing process, but the experience itself and what happens inside of the interview. So as a part of that, we took a look at the content and the interview questions. So Builder provides, structured interviewing content through um, job uh, related suggestions, as well as custom uh, question, interview question suggestions for companies. And we vetted those questions in partnership with Integrate to say, how do we make sure that these questions are neurodiverse friendly or friendly for the autistic community? Taking things like, um, so for an autistic person, if you say the word sort of win and team and lead all in the same question, they're going to think that you're assuming that you that they want to give you some sort of um, sports analogy as an answer. And that's not necessarily what you were looking for, but the way that they interpret things literally might cause them to give you a very sports related answer when you didn't necessarily look for that. So taking a lot of the um, dual meaning out of the language that was being used. Again, the benefit was we actually just created a better interviewing experience for everybody. We created questions that were better for the autism population, but we created questions that were kind of better for everybody. We actually understood that they're better for candidates who English isn't their native language. So English second language candidates, the clearer the questions were, the sort of the better they were all the way around. So that was a really cool benefit for us in, in looking at and putting together Builder. And now, again, I mentioned we had acquired Alio um, the end of last year, about a year ago now. And that's one of the other places we'd really like to start to do improvements is the conversational AI pieces of things. Those conversations can tend to get really long depending on what the process is that you're supporting with a candidate. How do we make sure that the language being used in those conversations is pulling from language that's also you know, neurodiverse friendly or autistic friendly, or it's just really, really clear. And so we're gonna be starting that work with Integrate as well to make sure that you know, that kind of conversational language is supportive of, of, um, autistic candidates. So. I, I meant, I wonder if like, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want you necessarily give like free advice to all your HR tech competitors out there, but, uh, but, but would you, you guys are working uh, in partnership with integrate autism employment advisors. My sense from your, your, you know, from what you're, you're telling us and, and what we know, right. From Trish, what we've done on this topic over, over the last couple of years as well, is that, 
boy, pretty much every tech provider would kind of benefit, maybe not from a full-blown partnership, but at least bringing in some consulting, bringing in some advisory, or, or maybe having somebody in-house, right, who really is well-versed, right, in some of the things that you're talking about. Like the sports analogy thing, man, I've never heard that. Like, mm -hmm. I like, and that makes perfect sense, but I've never heard anybody explain that. Like, and so if I was a guy, and I used to be a guy like this, and Trish, you were too, <laughs> developing products for a big HR tech company, I would have mm -hmm. never thought of that. And like my, myself, Trish, I don't know if you would have, but like that to me, I think one of the one of the gaps we might have, Trisha, you know, is is we just don't think about it this um, intentionally, perhaps when we just when we're designing tools. Yeah, I think you're right, Steve. I think that's part of it, and it's not that you're trying to sort of prevent anyone from from being hired that has neurodiversity um, issues, but it's it's something we need to be very proactive about doing. Um, it was interesting. We've got a a report coming out soon, actually, that you and I had done on mm -hmm. um, just accessibility in the workplace and being more inclusive. And while the report's not out, we have some just kind of early results back that that show that only 66% of organizations are actually thinking about this when they're making those HR technology decisions um, about working with a provider that already has these sort of features built in. And so, well, it doesn't mean that the other percentage of people aren't interested at all. It's just, it's not even on their radar yet. Mm -hmm. So one thing, um, Amanda, that you said that I think is really important too, and I found this in, in a lot of, a lot of other applications as well, but it's relying on the people who actually work in your organization to find out, do they have family members and not just with autism, but with any kind of, you know, um, disability, whether that be physical or, or mental or, whatever, right? Um, to the extent that you make it um, a welcoming situation for people to disclose, you can learn from your own employees too. So even if you're someone who's out there and you're in a corporate setting, right? Um, and you don't know if your vendor partners do or don't have some of these features and functionality, it's like begin with yourself, right? Make it make it to where your own employees can feel free and welcome to come to you and share their stories about whether it's themselves or their family members or friends. Um, that's at least a starting place. I think if you're not really ready for that full-blown partnership with, with a more formal organization, Amanda, I don't know. I mean, is that something you do at HireVue as well, where you kind of know other employees who have different inputs based on their own or their family's experiences? Mm -hmm. I, I will tell you that probably everybody that works with integrate has some personal connection to a person with autism because we get, and we even say this as a, you know, I a member of other organizations that, um, I know other moms and parents of autistic children. And we're sort of, you know, a, a huge force for good within the autistic community, especially when you get us together, you know, there's a ton of passion for, for our kids and making sure that, you know, we're advocating for better outcomes on their behalf. But I will say, you're so right about just looking inside of your organization first. I will put out there now, if any of our competition wants to call me or anybody in the HR space wants to call me about working with Integrate or any other person in this space, when it comes to this subject, there is no competition. The better that we make ourselves as an HR technology community in general overall, the better the outcomes are for autistic candidates that are entering the job market in general. So I'll give advice to anybody free, anybody listening can call me about that. And I'm happy to introduce you to our folks at Integrate because I think they're amazing. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's well said, Amanda. Thank 
and then even within your own employment community, I think that's so, I think that's so right, Trish, is that, and authenticity is really important to a lot of these different communities. I know just my experience with the autism community, authenticity is incredibly important. Um, they, the community really believes in authentic representation. So making sure that if you're vetting things um, in your technology platforms or you're developing product and you're looking for input, it's extremely important that you talk to autistic candidates. Not necessarily people who know autism really well, and that's where I would say, I'm happy to put you in touch with somebody who can help. I am not the expert. Um, my son is more of an expert, obviously, than mm -hmm. I am, but really making sure that you're touching base with the authentic community, with the autism community, um, and having that authentic representation. Again, when we did the work that we did around Builder, or when we did the work that we did on those tips documents, especially the tips document for the candidates, Integrate had one of their students, a couple of them actually, review the document. They wanted somebody with autism to review the documents, and we wanted somebody with autism yeah. to review the documents before they went out to say, hey, does this, can you do this stuff? Does this sound good to you? Does this sound like the kinds of, is this the kind of advice you give your friend when you're looking for a job? So it was really important. And I think that that authentic representation is really important in these communities. That's a great example because I was, it's like you anticipate my questions. I was going <laughs> to say a lot when I, both when I worked on the product side, but even now that, you know, as an analyst, there are many times as my kids have gotten more into the teenage years, but I've asked them, you know, Hey, can you look at this? Hey, can you review this? How does this come across to you? So, I mean, I think if also, if a company's not doing that already, again, whether you're a vendor or corporate, whatever, tap into those people that, you know, have neurodiversity um, needs and ask them now a six-year-old might be a little young still, but maybe not. Right. I mean, you just don't know. You don't know until you ask. Um, I would imagine you could ask your son to look at what you're doing at higher view and he'd probably have an opinion, right? Yeah. He's, he would already understand. And if it's, if it's easy enough for someone at six to start understanding what you're trying to do to be inclusive, I think you're on the right path. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You know, the funny thing too, I, I mentioned the, the show we did with the special Olympian athletes, Trish, and how some of the things Amanda said, remind me of what they said. Another thing Amanda mentioned reminded me of the show we did with Tim Bogus from the Frist Center at Vanderbilt, which was this, when you make improvements to your process, whether it's with technology or whether it's just with process or just the way you communicate, when you do that to try to support more neurodiverse candidates, hey, by the way, it's just better overall. And he told us that very same thing. You get, and then he almost gave us the exact same answer yeah. you gave us when we were talking yeah. about uh, interviewing and, and, and different parts of the hiring process um, as well. So it's, it's really consistent what we're hearing on this. And, mm -hmm. and so just another reminder for folks who are listening to this that, hey, this is going to benefit your process overall, right? The sports analogies, I'm so guilty of it myself, with these dumb sports <laughs> analogies. And then like, I, I, I think, remember, Trish, we were in Singapore, China, and like, you know, I'm doing a presentation about hey, yeah. and, and you'll, that's how you hit a home run or something like that. And like, nobody in that audience knew what a home run was, you know, and I'm like a, like a dope, you know, talking about home runs. And it's, it's, it's silly, but I think it's also really, really something uh, important to remember too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes back to intent though. Your intent is good. But just because your intent is good doesn't mean that you're hitting the mark, right? So you need, that's where sometimes we're also too close to whether it's building a product and designing or whether it's, um, you know, after a product is created and then we're trying to communicate that out to potential buyers. It's like all along that entire process too. 
we all have good intentions. We're all coming to work and trying to think of ways that we can be successful at what we're doing and be helpful to people. But yeah, sometimes we just miss the mark because we only have our own lens. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda, uh, yeah, just this has been an awesome conversation. Last thing for me, just real quick. Uh, I am part of the group who gets to weigh in on the uh, Human Resource Executive HR Tech Conference Top HR Products of the Year. The Hire View Builder tool, which you referenced a couple of times in our conversation, was a, a winner in 2021 this year. Congratulations to everyone there at the team. Maybe uh, just give us, maybe just outside sort of the newer diversity kind of angle that we've talked about a little bit, maybe give us just like a minute on Builder and then kind of help folks uh, direct them to where they can learn more about, about Builder as well as Hire View in general. Fantastic. Yes. I love talking about Builder. You know, it's so funny. Builder is one of those products that, you know, for those of us that had been at HireVue for a while, we knew we needed to build. It was just figuring out, you know, what's the right solution? What are the right elements? But we knew that there needed to be this idea of you can do structured interviewing better, you know, providing the kinds of structure that we did right out of the gate and hire view, allowing candidates to all be asked the same questions and then hiring managers get to see the same questions. That was fantastic. And that was light years from, you know, conversations with humans, of course, that go off the rails all the time um, in interviews because, you know, you find a connection with somebody and you end up talking about that connection instead of really sticking to the script of the interview. And, And the structured interview is such a key critical piece of being able to evaluate people fairly. So, and we knew you can provide systematic support and that's going to make this the, um, experience better for both hiring teams and for candidates. So again, we built a structure that's based on ONET, which is the, you know, sort of Department of Labor's hundred year old, but very solid foundation of these are jobs and these are elements that are related to jobs. And then our IO team at HireVue spent two years mapping all of our competency content to all of those jobs in ONET. Um, And so a company just has to type in a couple of keywords and start and start a job title, like a call center representative or a warehouse manager, and up pops all the competencies that they need um, to evaluate on that person. And then we provide the question content as well. And then that all flows back over to the evaluation process, which is really the key, making sure that everybody understands what good looks like and everybody's on the same page in evaluating those candidates. So um, we've already seen some really good results from our customers that have adopted since earlier this year. Um, Hireview.com site. We've got a site specifically for Builder on there where you can find out more information. There's some information there about uh, just the top product win. And we actually have a webinar that's going to be coming up. Liam just confirmed this today. Later this month with CSX, um, our transportation customer, they're going to be talking about how they use Builder to hire train conductors. It's a really cool story. It's a really, really cool story. They did things like have to eliminate a degree requirement and then figure out once you eliminate that degree requirement, how you were going to still make sure that you were hiring the right profile for the job. So uh, it's really cool story. And they're going to be, um, so there's more information on the website and the date for the webinar should be out later next week or later this week or early next week. And um, yeah, we, we would love to see everybody there. Awesome. That, well, this has been super fun, Amanda. Great to catch up. We, we talked a couple of times over the summer because we did a couple of demos of Builder as part of top products process. And that was super fun, but uh, great to see you. 
you know, I love reading the bio, get the shout out to Taleo. I'm pretty sure I was at the last Taleo world event and maybe I you there too. think maybe. we were. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Amanda Hahn from Hire View. Thanks for sharing. Uh, this is awesome. I'm super proud to, uh, to, to uh, share this story with our audience about what you guys are doing, you know, for the neurodiverse community, what you're doing, helping your customers kind of uh, democratize hiring. Really, that's what, what it's about. And this is an important subject for us, Trish. We've done at least four shows on this topic, you know, oh, we, more than that, we'll probably do more. So uh, it, it's mm -hmm. important to us too. So thanks again, Amanda. Wow. Thank you guys. I really, from the bottom of my heart personally, thank you for shining a light on really important topics. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And letting us talk about our work in that area. All right. Good stuff, Trish. Trish, you just reminded me, like, I need to get myself in gear now that HR tech's over and get my piece of that report written quick because I'm behind. I'm I gonna, know, right? I'm going to work no, on that. You know what? I will say this, though. I think it's one of those things where I sort of view that as like a false deadline. You know, we put these deadlines on ourselves when we would like things to happen. But really, especially with a topic like neurodiversity and accessibility and inclusion, I think you want to take your time. You want to make sure that you're getting it right and that you're actually giving giving organizations recommendations that they can put into play. Because that, to me, that's where we don't want to just put a bunch of data out and then have the the readers consume that and not know, well, now what do I do with it, right? Yeah. So that's really what we're, we're working on right now. And I hope that, you know, in combination with all of these shows that we're doing on different kinds of, you know, both mental and physical disabilities and, and the way that you actually support anyone who has any one of these, um, it'll make better workplaces. And for me, that's kind of the, you know, I, I don't have someone in my family that has autism, for example, but it's very important to me because I have other, other types of neurodiversity issues in our family and friends of family. So um, it is very personal. And I think everyone can probably point to someone that they know that would benefit from having companies be more thoughtful about making it so inclusive for yeah. everyone to come and, and really just make your company more successful. Yeah, that's well said. We didn't even get into that. We didn't get into that whole subject of, hey, how this benefits the employer, right? To have a more, oh. to be more open to neurodiverse candidates and more neurodiverse place. That's a whole nother show. We'll have, we've whole done it before. Show. We'll probably do another one, but all right. So <laughs> I will, I will, I will wrap there for Amanda Hahn from HireVue. Go to HireVue.com. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Uh, Fortress McFarland. My name's Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening to the HR Happy Hour show. Catch all the show archives at hrhappyhour.net. Subscribe, tell a friend, give us a review if you like the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And bye for now.